Hello Ponders, welcome back to another episode of Positive and Ponder. Thank you so much for joining me here once again. Today I have another special episode, but I say that every every week because I mean literally every episode I'm getting is so special and is really getting greater and greater. And today I'm here with my friend Annie. And actually when I was younger, I dreamt of doing fashion designing. I think a lot of girls back then really had that dream and um, something along the lines with that. And eventually growing up, I figured it wasn't really a gift of mine. Um, Art was, but not specifically fashion designing. But with Annie, she takes it to a whole other level. And today we are going to have a session um, later today, uh, originally for a collab video with Gil and Nico and helping her show her designs. And Annie and I attended the same high school actually and middle school apparently. Um, And we were in the same magnet art program as well. Believe it or not, last time I saw her was probably like senior year, even before that, and we would only be like in the same room, but we would never interact. <laughs> um, so it's amazing how life can really connect you to people that you might pass by. Um, so it's great. And believe it or not, I actually looked up to Annie, and I think a lot of underclassmen <laughs> did at the time. Um, I just really saw like her passion and, and her drive for her, her art, and even though we didn't never interacted, like our teacher always spoke highly of you. I don't think you knew that. <laughs> now, I don't want to make today just an interview. I also am very excited because I want, I always get excited when I have an artist or creative um, on my podcast because they always have something to offer to the table and it's always something different and every, something really unique. And uh, today she's going to be talking about that. So again, I have Annie here with me. Hi, Annie. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm nervous. Yeah, that's, uh, that's normal. A lot of people are nervous when they go on it, but don't worry. Everything is just going to be really smooth sailing. Um, and it's essentially just a conversation. It's kind of us connecting, you know, in times we didn't connect back then. Yeah. Um, getting to know each other, I guess good encounter <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah so before anything because I, just like how you guys are getting to know Annie I'm getting to know Annie um and who is Annie or can you tell us actually a brief intro about what you do where do you go to school and what you're doing right now just a basic intro yeah um so I'm a third year at Parsons School of Design and I picked that school because it was it's the best in the country for fashion design. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way I'm yeah. getting into the school. Yeah. Um, but I've been there for three years now. I kind of bounced back and forth from New York to Maryland, so I consider myself homeless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I my mouth is shaking. Oh, you're I know. fine, you're fine. Um, I do fashion design and I mix fine arts and fashion because painting and drawing was such a huge part of my life and we had VAC and so when I started college you can't just like throw that away but yeah this year I'm finally finding myself if you Mm -hmm. want to put it that way and it took a while it took a really long time but I would say as far as who I am and who I've always been I've just always been hardworking, determined and like I'm always a perfectionist. 
I can totally relate yeah. to the perfectionist part. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's very interesting, the VAC environment. It's like we're one, but we're all kind of like competing against each other. Like, you yeah. know, that's just the art realm um, in general at default. How were you? Actually, let's start from the beginning. Like, did you know from the beginning that you wanted to do art? Um, how did you kind of discover that? It's funny. When I was two years old, I used to sit on my mom's lap and move the fabric oh. under the sewing machine. And, like, it was funny because earlier you were like, girls always want to be fashion designers when they're little. I told my friends that when I was five. I was like, I'm going to be a billionaire fashion designer. <laughs> right. And I stuck with it. And so it was kind of, like, veered more towards art because my sister is an artist so I was very competitive with her and she's four years older than me so she's amazing yeah and I was sitting there like you know I'm six she's 10 and I'm trying to draw like a 10 year old and it's not working out Mm -hmm. um but so I think I had a competitive nature at a very young age I've always known I wanted to be a fashion designer, but I think I was drawn into the art world because I was like, I have to be the best. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I fell in love with it, so it wasn't just a that. Hobby. Yeah, it wasn't superficial, like, I was like, I have to win. Right. Know? But yeah, I both have been a huge part of my life, and I've been trying to join those two worlds a right. little bit. Awesome. And... I guess, what are your current projects right now? What are you doing ever since uh, I've seen you in high school? Like, what are you doing now that may be different from, you know, what happened five, ten years ago? Wow. Um, well, I think I'm more open mm-hmm. about, because before I would do very simple things, safe, like play it very safe. And I think that's what a lot of people do is, they're so afraid to go outside of the box because they're afraid of what people will think and they're afraid of oversharing. Mm. But this past year was one of the hardest years of my life. I lost my father and Mm. I lived in New York for the first time over the summer. And it was just like major things where it kind of forced me to grow up faster than I had to. And I was already, I've been a 30 year old since I was five. Um, I feel that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, this past year, it really forced me to be like, life's too short to not put yourself on the page. And so I'm very open about my feelings. And I think that's what I do now with my projects. I project my anxiety and I project grief and all these feelings people don't like to talk about. Yeah. Taboo stuff. Yeah. Right. And... I kind of make what people feel like is an ugly feeling into a beautiful outcome. And it's not to glamorize it, but it kind of grows awareness Hmm. to the subject and it shows people it doesn't have to be scary and like people are going through the same thing you're going through. And that's what I've always been drawn to, like the psychological part of making. I love that. I really love that. Um, especially like bringing in because I mean the general thought about art is you know paintings drawings uh, just fabrics and materials and just putting it in a display in a gallery but there's a whole psychology and story to it and I love how you bring well the ones who create it are the I think the most 
valuable part about it not necessarily like the art itself but it's like the story of the person and um that's what really connects people and um i love how you bring in you know just the emotion and just kind of like you said like bringing awareness that everyone is dealing with something you know and it's hard because not a lot of people can react the same or see it just the same but the fact that you're doing it and you're taking that kind of like that step that leap you know despite what other people might think of it or you know what other how other people will perceive it at least you're putting in kind of like I guess you say like a footprint into the world and just doing that yeah and I think um what you were saying earlier about you know people just think it's drawing a picture or and that's the one thing that really irritates me is that I think a lot of people downplay the art world Mm -hmm. or creatives in general and they're like they'll come up to me and be like oh yeah you you sewed a t-shirt or (laughs) you drew a picture right my illustrations take probably six hours like per figure wow and I don't think a lot of people understand that like there was this one girl I don't even remember who it was but she was like oh I wish I would have gone to art school instead I'm going to law school and I'm <laughs> doing a lot of hard work I wish I took the easier route and I was right. like okay <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> I just feel like people don't appreciate it mm-hmm. I mean people take it for granted you know if we didn't have art we would have nothing literally and nobody understands that they're just like art is creating and that's what I learned like art is not what I said like what I said earlier it's not just drawings or paintings like there can be an art in literally everything and that's how the world I guess or like evolved it's because people created things and like it had to be from the mind and um because I think the most unique and like, I don't know, strong art is the ones that I can't even explain. It. It's like an emotional <laughs> level, like a mental no, level, I get you it, know? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. There definitely has to be some personal element to it. Exactly. Because you can tell when art is just like you, you drew a picture of right. a celebrity or something, which can be beautiful, don't get me wrong, but it, there's no emotional impact to it Mm -hmm. and I mean sometimes though the best works of art is just like the artist got Mm -hmm. high and did this amazing thing and it it happened that way right I think the environment itself the people what I was nervous about going forward into college was everybody was telling me um everybody Parsons is so insane (laughs) like crazy and yeah in a negative way everybody was telling me that I don't know if it was them trying to talk me down to not go right but it was really weird because in um VAC like you said we were low-key competitive all of us yeah like everybody put on a friendly front (laughs) but and I would never tell anybody not to go to a school Mm -hmm. but there were definitely people who it was really weird they just they indirectly told you that you weren't good enough a lot Mm. of the time but then they would sit there and be your friend Mm. and everybody was so competitive and I realized there was a lot of toxic friendships I had and it was kind of holding me back a lot and then when I got into college everybody was so nice everybody is so nice like yeah it I was so afraid for nothing and 
everybody thinks people in the fashion industry are so mean, which there are mean people, mm-hmm. but there are mean people everywhere. So right. I've never met like a more creative group, more motivating, like everybody is so determined because everybody's paying so much money to go to the school. Right. It's like, why would you not try your best and work your hardest? Right. I I think it's so refreshing. So it's like healthy competition. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And that healthy competition, it's like, yeah, in your mindset. I mean, everything is like happening in our mind. Like we overthink too much sometimes. Um, but <laughs> although how competitive art can be, and I know like a lot of people who are like, you know, you shouldn't do the art field because it's very competitive. Like there's no money in that, whatever. It's, they don't know that the competitiveness is just making everyone build. Like, you know, like if mm-hmm. someone's really good, then the next person's going to try to be even better and it's like although it's like a competition it's also building each other up it's also about you know a lot of people are like oh there's no money in it like you were saying but the thing is if you think about 75 percent of the people who try to be artists they give up like Mm. they wake up and they're like oh i want to sleep for another hour (laughs) i want to sleep for another two and then it sacrifices their goals as an artist. So they settle for something else. So it's not necessarily that the art industry is unachievable. It's that people give up when it gets too tough. Exactly. And I know like a lot of my close friends I even go to school with, they're like, I'm so stressed, I can't finish all this work. And I was like, well, you went to two parties. Mm -hmm. Like you chose, you pick your battles and I think it's like the few people that are very talented in the art industry are the people who got up at 5 a.m., worked hard. If they knew they had work, you know, you sacrifice a Saturday. That's, it's just like you struggle in the moment and then eventually you're gonna get to where you want to be. You Mm -hmm. can't just be like, it's like exercise. You can't just take the (laughs) weight loss tea and be like, okay, I have abs now. Like, people want to skip from point A to Z. Exactly. And it's it's insane. And I, it's just like with a lot of things, especially the industry I'm in, you see people leave my school because it's like, you have to really want it. If you're Mm -hmm. paying that much, you have to work. Right. Because otherwise, you have a useless degree that you're going to do nothing with. Yeah, and you would do whatever you could, whatever it takes you know money or no money like if it's your passion you would do whatever you could to to achieve that and think artists like real artists are overachievers and that's not necessarily not necessarily a bad thing you know Mm -hmm. it's it's you having these doubts in your head but just having the willpower to just be like no like I can do it and sad to say you know sometimes we're like at the ninth step and you know the final step is the tenth but like sometimes we find ourselves just like falling out and just giving up there and um but that's also one thing like i've learned is that it's not necessarily like the final products that we should always focus on it's the process you know like just practicing through middle school high school just getting better i think that's more fun than just you know actually okay like if you were to reach i don't know your the the goal that you've wanted your entire life 
now what you know mm-hmm. so it's all about like what happens in the process you know like trust the process I guess you would say yeah it's really funny too because when I first got to college I was like this is what I'm gonna do <laughs> and then you know the materials don't work the right way and then right. all of a sudden the initial plan you had it's out the window and it's just like it doesn't work out that way yeah you're never gonna end with the same thought you began with and it's also like you know five years ago I was an insanely different person Mm -hmm. and now it's like I really cherish the process and I love the change like I was so afraid of experimenting I wouldn't use any of my resources at school Mm. I would do my best just to stay in my room (laughs) Um, use only the materials we used in VAC I would never use the wood shop or anything it was just so weird like I would never want to leave my room and now I'm just like I'm going to go out I'm going to use everything I can get free materials like and it's just like you just got to get over it sometimes Mm -hmm. and you have to really embrace change because nobody wants to stay the same person they were in high school it doesn't and that's not a negative thing you have to grow absolutely and especially like what I'm doing I have to be open to change all the time and it's it's really scary but you get over it yeah definitely I think that's awesome when you mentioned how like you kind of changed over time did your art change with you the same time and if you can explain like describe like how has your art evolved so I think I just became more mature. Mm. It, it's really funny because senior year of high school, I was I had a pretty mature series, and it had it was very interactive. I don't know if you remember it, but I had people post secrets like yeah, I remember the, the art stick, show. Uh, sticky notes. Yeah, yeah, it was all about like the psychology behind art, and I took note of their interactions with it, like. Um, I even went around classrooms and collected secrets. It was super uncomfortable for me because I'm very introverted. Mm. Um, So it was about me getting out of my comfort zone. But I felt like I had a really strong subject. And then I get to college and I felt like I was at square one again. Like I was walking into VAC as a freshman again. Right, yeah. And I think what changed was like, my attitude because when I got to college I got caught up in a lot of things Mm -hmm. I everybody there is so wealthy and they have all these things given to them they've experienced all of these different like parts of the world and Mm -hmm. they were so cultured like spoke different languages and I'm sitting here like hi I'm from Maryland (laughs) I'm from Maryland (laughs) (laughs) trying not to show my country accent yeah like but it was so insane I I felt like my clothes weren't good enough like they had Gucci or Versace and wow I'm sitting there and that was their down clothes like if they got sweatpants they would get Gucci sweatpants oh man and I'm just like Okay. Got mine from the thrift store. <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> but what happened with my art was it became very closed off and my mm. heart wasn't in a lot of it and you could tell. Mm. And I think by the end of the year I made this graphic novel I was super, super proud of. And like at the end of it I remember I had worked sixteen hours straight on it. Mm. 
and I just started crying and I was like oh man what have I been doing with my life yeah yeah um but as I got further into my college experience um it was fairly young when I lost my college career was fairly early when I lost my dad so I Mm. kind of like went back to square one again sophomore year right um so I've had to start over a lot emotionally and it's almost like when a trauma happens you forget everything um but what happened was I was like okay how can I use this loss to benefit me and that sounds wrong when I say it like that but it's it's more like how can I use this to grow instead of sitting in my room all day um so I had moved forward I used his art into my designs and I used them as prints and I made a collection inspired from my dad that's awesome and then I still feel felt like I wasn't getting the process of it right like I was still focusing on final product mm-hmm. and I honestly feel like I just got it right last semester <laughs> I'm not kidding wow. <laughs> um I made a collection that was inspired from math which sounds this is wow it sounds super boring, but... But. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. Next week's episode. Yeah, right. Um, but it was kind of like... It's kind of powerful because math, everybody's like, nobody's going to use math after high school. You use math. Get over it. You use right. math. Sit in class. Learn it. Inevitable, yeah. Yeah. Um, I used math, and it was like... It was also powerful because, like know women in the industry aren't necessarily considered super smart all the time Mm -hmm. and it is like even my teachers they communicate to the men in my class way different than the women and it kind of sucks yeah and it's not even intentional all the time it's just I don't know what it is if it's like the older generation right um but it was a very powerful statement because you know I was reading this Stephen Hawking book for integers and I used the planes in it to make designs and then I would cut up um, my pattern pieces pieces (laughs) based on um, Pascal's triangle so it was like slyly incorporating math wow and it was in ways people were like oh I wouldn't have even thought about that right um so I think now I'm finally getting to that mature point again. But I'm I'm almost positive I'm going to start from square one right as soon as I'm out of college. Mm. And I'm looking forward to it because it's yeah. like beginnings are so amazing. They are. Yeah. I love that. Because, you know, when we think of square one, we're just like, dang, like, I got to start, start all over. <laughs> I got to start all over. <laughs> but no, like, why would you want to be in the same path? all the time that'd be kind of boring too and and just having another opportunity to do something new you'll never know how much you'll learn and what ideas will pop up just like when you're studying right like you don't want to study for like three hours straight your eyes strained like your mind can't take that like it literally can't take that and just having that break or just having okay maybe I'll you know do it the next day you know just having that refresh mint I guess is very necessary I think yeah and I think you know a lot of artists are kind of like am I meant to be an artist mm. it's a really scary field to go into but I mean everything's scary mm-hmm. 
And I think when you can constantly start over like that, it kind of reassures yourself like, wow, if I'm willing to start over this many times, this is what I really love. Mm-hmm. And I think like, you know, that's what I'm, I was most afraid of is, oh my God, I'm going to go to this expensive school and I'm not even going to be a fashion design major. I'm going to end up doing something. I'm going to be a yoga teacher. <laughs> <Right>. Nothing wrong <laughs> with that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was so afraid of that. And I, last semester I had three jobs and wow. I did commissions on the side of that. And I was like, you know, I still wanted to go and sew after that. And I, you know, that was my, all the reassuring I needed. And I was like, this is what I meant to do. If I'm willing to go to this much trouble, mm-hmm. if I'm willing to come home, be delirious, and then still go to work at the library, yeah, you know, yeah, this has to be something. You know, I'm not gonna throw all this away. This is clearly what I'm meant to do. It's just like something that clicks. Like mm-hmm. you just know it in your heart. You know, something tells you, don't stop. Like you're you're going. It'll get there. Right. I applaud you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really do because, well, I was going to go originally to the art field, but of course, you know, within time, like art is still my first love and will always be my first mm-hmm. love, but my passion is for kids, so I want to be a teacher, um, maybe an mm-hmm. art teacher eventually, but just your drive because it really fascinates me because um, I know art specifically like art schools can be very challenging like I don't know it's probably the most challenging mm-hmm. um, out of any other school I, I guess you can count like law school or whatever but because it takes so much out of you you know it requires your heart it requires it requires <laughs> your health it requires your attention your focus literally your whole life but it's all worth it if you you know your life is you know your yeah. art if that makes sense you know yeah and I think people are really hard on themselves too you mm-hmm. know they constantly compare themselves to others and that's what I got caught up in too and you know there's no one definition of what successful is mm-hmm. it's a mindset it really is like Definitely. um you know when you're happy with what you're doing and right. I feel like a lot of people when they go to art school they expect to be this famous person selling and that's not the case and you just have to like evaluate are my goals like superficial why am I doing this Mm -hmm. because honestly that'll take you only so far and also like when you compare yourself to what other people have you lose yourself in the process and that was like my case for a really long time I had absorbed so many people around me Mm -hmm that I had bits and pieces of everyone and I was blending into everything and I was not me at all. That reflected in your art as well? Yeah, it did. It did. It just looked like a blend of everything on Pinterest and stuff. Right, Like, I would never not go on Pinterest or Facebook or something. I would have to look at inspiration. I couldn't just draw anymore. It was so weird to me because I could always just draw effortlessly in BAC mm-hmm. without looking at any reference image or anything and I had gotten to the point where I was just I was like this is where I should be mm-hmm. I should have an article about myself in Vogue <laughs> <laughs> like it's funny because a lot of Parsons students would slyly like talk about their accomplishments when it had nothing to do with the discussion mm-hmm. we would be talking about Mesopotamia <laughs> and they'd be like 
Well, it's funny. Um, <laughs> I rode a car near Mesopotamia in a summer what? one time when I got an article written about me oh in Teen Vogue. Gosh, are you no big serious? deal. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would laugh so hard if I was in that class. I was just sitting there like, okay. okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good for you. Oh my gosh, I think it's definitely like the environment change. That's like a big factor. Um, who you surround yourself with and and yeah just everything around you changes the way you see things or feel things like it's definitely environment yeah but it's good to step out in your out of your comfort zone like I thought it was very interesting that you know you were very nervous before this um and you say you're an introvert and (laughs) and I I know introverts because I can be very introverted but of course I'm more towards the extroverted um, spectrum, but it's definitely a hard thing to describe because introverts, people would see as, oh, you know, they want to close themselves from people and, like, mm-hmm. they just want to stray away from people. They don't like people, but that's not always the case. No, like, I love people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just takes a while for me to get out the door. <laughs> right, and what I love about being introverted myself is that time to yourself, you really discover who you are intimately as to like finding your purpose or finding your you know not having um valid reasons of why you should be doing this because of other people like validation from other people and like just comparing yourself you really have that like intimate time to yourself yeah i think it's good to have a healthy balance too whatever because i spent way too much time with myself at one point (laughs) and it was like i don't have any close friends in college i need to fix this and I think, you know, being in a relationship with Nico, mm-hmm. he's super extroverted. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm i like, but it's good. It's a positive thing because now I have a healthy balance. And, yes. it, you know, he kind of reminds me, you should get, get out. out. <laughs> get you should room. hang out with people. And mm-hmm. he kind of encouraged me to hang out with you and Gibby. And like, yeah. So it's good. And I think that reflects how I approach my career and how I approach people because obviously I'm forced a lot to speak about myself right Mm -hmm. and I have to articulate um so elegantly all the time and I'm just I get so tired of it yeah so by the time I'm just like okay I just want to eat mac and cheese yeah (laughs) go to sleep I don't want to hang out with anybody right but I've learned like everything in moderation and I just have to figure out how to how to be me and still have the healthy balance of everything socially and mentally yeah hopefully this podcast didn't make you feel forced but um yeah (laughs) I was so excited about it (laughs) yeah and like what I really enjoy about this podcast is um not only to because I've had like other creatives on here it's not only to kind of give them the platform and like this is the time where you should you know say as much as you can because people are listening it's not just that it's like you giving yourself rawly to people rawly i don't think that's a word but very raw (laughs) um what i was gonna say uh i'll rewind that is that what i really enjoy is that i get to have people uh display not really display themselves but really showcase themselves in a raw way and where they're not forced to talk about things and like i tell them from the beginning like just be you because 
that's what we need in the world like realness you know yeah um you know when going to an inter- interview you kind of have to sugarcoat yourself a little bit you kind of have to right exactly but um like with my last episode it's all about vulnerability and just mm. i feel like it would be a lot easier in this world if we were all a little vulnerable to one another because it's not you and there, there are some fears to it um you know me being me being an introvert at times like I have trust issues sometimes um depending you know with yeah, who it is yeah. right um but it's not really giving yourself away it's kind of allowing that person to know who you are and know what you're all about yeah you know it doesn't always have to be negative I feel like people are always like oh everybody's gonna hurt me I cannot put my wall down right just like stop being dramatic right exactly it's okay <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and back with your art and i'm assuming that you're still growing you see yourself still growing oh, for sure right and yeah. if um you were to describe your art right now just to sum it up i'm pretty sure like people at school have asked you to do that yeah. a billion times but I for can. for my audience like mm-hmm. how would you describe your style so i kind of mix masculine characteristics mm-hmm. um i don't know if people know this but you know <laughs> there are certain sides of the buttons yeah that yeah. you know and on shirts it's mm-hmm. considered masculine feminine but there's also like um you know men's clothing has i think of like cargo pants a lot and rough edges and just like I don't know. I think of just very harsh lines, and I don't know I why. I get that, yeah, um, totally. But so I think it's so attractive when it's like a woman is wearing that because it, there's something powerful about it because women are just as powerful as men. So yeah. I kind of like to illustrate that through my clothing. and But I balance it out with a lot of feminine qualities too. So I'll take those harsh lines and use um, brighter colors or I'll – I'll use like pink or something. Mm-hmm. I don't use pink a lot, but yeah, you know. Right. But I like mixing classical masculine elements, elements. <laughs> yeah, elephants. <laughs> um, and I kind of like making it look soft. I like sexy, mm-hmm. but I also in moderation. Like mm-hmm. sprinkle a little bit of everything. Right. So it's like I love taking inspiration from like. 1800s which sounds so old but like if you do it the right way it doesn't look old and I kind of I like classic in a modern setting Hmm. and I have so many points that I illustrate so I kind of have to sum it up like that right (laughs) yeah but yeah that's what I'm doing right now I can totally see that. Just seeing the pictures that you sent, like I can definitely see whatever you, what what you just described is totally what I saw, and um, did very well in doing that. <laughs> A plus 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 Stop plus. <laughs> Parsons, do you hear that? <laughs> um, but that's awesome. And when did you have this? I guess how does it work? Um, is it like VAC where you have this? Um, what did we have? like this theme uh, I forgot what it was called like your focus um that oh, you try yeah. to keep throughout the concentration. years concentration concentration mm-hmm. yeah is is that kind of like the same format or so we're structured the same way that it's structured in the fashion industry mm-hmm. so we literally start with research it's so heavily research based mm. and you have to like 
write papers, you have to collect all this data and you kind of have to come to a conclusion what you want, mm. both visually and what the meaning is. It doesn't have to be super personal each time. Right. But you have to have, like, where did this come from? Where did this... Because there's, there's, there are no new thoughts in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. You always derive your original thought from something that has already existed. Right. And... So we start off with that, and then what we do is we do trial runs. So I sew about, like, 20 or 30 muslins, and muslin is just, it's kind of like linen. It's a little thinner, and it's it's essentially like sketching right. fabric. So you just sew an entire garment in this, like, beige material right? just to see how it's going to look. Right. And you do this, and if something's not right, you make it again. And you do that over and over again (laughs) until you get the pattern right, and then you make your final. (laughs) Wow. That is crazy. I'd lose my mind. But being a perfectionist, I feel like I kind of enjoy it. Like, just, yeah. Like, when I I know that I'm closer to being almost perfect, then, like, it's all worth it at the end. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not even just that. We also have um, concept. So, you know, we take that research, too, when we're not constructing – we have to do all of our illustrations. Mm-hmm. So we make three looks out of our entire collection. Mm-hmm. And so I have a collection of 12 looks, I think. So I have mm-hmm. to draw all of those. And then I have to show all my process. I have to explain everything. It all started from the project I'm working on now. We started from song inspiration. Mm-hmm. So we were listening to songs and drawing to it. Mm-hmm. So... We were supposed to pick a song that we had never heard before. And I picked a Lauren, or Remsen actually, picked Mm -hmm. a Lauren Hill song for me. Mm. And it was a beautiful song, but I wasn't connected to it. Right. And one night, Nico and I, this sounds so stupid, we were having a conversation through song. Aww. So through song titles. Right. It was the stupidest (laughs) thing ever. But he sent, he added a song Amor Amor mm. by Carla Morrison. Mm. And I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, I had never felt anything like that before. And I was like, this is it. This is it. And what I'm doing now, I'm actually expanding into my thesis next year. That's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. What is the, do you guys have, of course you have like deadlines. How, how off, or how long are these, I guess, projects um, usually last? And then how much time are you given it depends what teacher you have because this semester we have one big project and that's the three looks sometimes they break it up and you still have to make your looks look cohesive yeah right um but it's a personal deadline like we make our own schedules Mm -hmm. just we all have the same finish line you know right because sometimes people can do like garment studies where they do like 50 types of buttonholes or like 50 pockets or you know like um five different shirts like it's just a study of it and you could do that and have your final or you can make complete looks or one amazing like very intricate look right um so it depends what you're doing mm-hmm. um i had to create a schedule and manage my time because obviously i wanted to shoot here so right. i was like okay well i have to be finished like a week and a half earlier than everybody else. Right. 
So it just, it depends on those factors. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That time, um, and you know, we're still growing, like what are things that you discovered about yourself as an artist over time? I think like I change all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not even the same person I was like a month ago. So Mm -hmm. everything I like changes all the time. I think I realized, you know, I used to be really lazy and put things off. Even like the beginning of the semester, it took me so long to get to the studio Mm -hmm. because my roommate, she was fashion design major last semester. Right. We used to go to the studio all the time, so that was my motivation. I depended on her. Mm. And this semester, she switched majors. So I was like, ugh, I can't. (laughs) I can't go to the studio. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think what I realized is hard work really does pay off and it that's like the oldest saying ever people I feel like listen to that saying all the time and they don't really absorb it Mm -hmm. but the amount of work I've put in it just really has shown through and I'm so it you get like a butterfly feeling so I realize like I really have to not slack off I know when I'm slacking off right I sit there and tell myself okay I I should be doing my homework right but I'm gonna go get a coffee (laughs) right I'm gonna watch friends right yes yeah or like dumb YouTube videos for like two hours yeah and you know like so it's I always tell myself is future Annie gonna be pissed off at past Annie and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be annoyed with myself in the future, so I better get out of bed. I love that mindset because I always say that sometimes we're our own enemy, you know? Like, yeah. we're always in the way of things. Kind of like we have different egos, you know? It's just like one's trying to prevent one thing and one really wants to be motivated. It's yeah. definitely a lot of personalities just, like, inside of you, like, fighting each other. Yeah, you really have to tell yourself, okay, I want this. Right. Like, if if you had an event or you had a concert that you had to get up at 5 a.m. for, mm-hmm. you know, like, everybody would get up mm-hmm. for that concert. Right. If, they, if there was a Drake concert at 5 a.m., mm-hmm. you know people would be getting up for that concert. Yeah. Like, it's just prioritizing your time. Right. Like, if you're investing that much time in yourself and your pleasures, like, not invest in your personal success I don't understand I get that so it's just like you know picking what you want and understanding that it's not a walk in the park yeah definitely and just like the idea of just free will like you have a choice whether you want to get up or not exactly (laughs) and everybody blames other people they're like that itself is like a good thing to have in your mind that you have a choice that should motivate you even more to do something yeah. Um, instead of, like, just being, like, nah, whatever. Because, I mean, some people in their careers are being forced to do what they're doing. You know what I mean? We have such a, like, especially at this age, we are so blessed. We can, I could change my career path right now and I'd be fine. Right. But it's, like, it's such a blessing. Like, you can just do whatever you want, basically. And I know a lot of people don't feel like you can like oh no I don't have the money I don't have this Mm -hmm. I don't have the money I had to figure it out like you figure it out if you want to do something you figure it out you do it and I know that makes it sound easier than it is Mm -hmm. but it really is figuring it out may be a longer process for other people but it's still figuring it out and finding a way to do it if you really love it especially in like VAC luckily like you know you know how they be there be fees and like things to pay and then materials yeah. blah 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 
you know, luckily I didn't have to pay for that. And, you know, luckily I don't have to be in school now, or in school. I don't have to pay for school right now. And it's just, it's, when I think about it, it's not because I was lucky. It's like literally the hard work and just being motivated all Mm -hmm. the time, despite the circumstances you're in. Because I've never lived in a um, financially privileged lifestyle, you know. I've lived with um, a single parent with a bunch of siblings. Um, But also being the older sibling here in America, like I had to watch over. So it's like a lot of responsibilities. And it's really up to you at the end of the day, like what are you going to do about it, you know? Yeah. Like so many people are so easy to just just blame it blame the circumstances and like the situation situations in their life um to their failure but it's really you yourself like putting yourself up to failure yeah do you think like because you grew up having like real life shot in your face Mm -hmm. you were just more motivated to be successful in whatever it is you did absolutely i think it was a bunch of factors one my mom really being like um her work ethic and just her drive and her Mm -hmm. story is one reason why I'm very motivated but also I learned that you know it's not only your parents that make you who you are it's like who you discover to be and um you you know every decision has a consequence good and bad yeah so um yeah I think the circumstances that I was in really helped me drive um and really kept myself motivated because I really wouldn't know where I would be without those things that have happened in my life you know I think that's like I feel sad sometimes obviously like if you're growing up privileged and you acknowledge that good for you I'm not talking negatively about anybody right but I feel bad for a lot of the students that go to my school because they don't understand the meaning of money you know they've been handed all these things and they don't really they take it all for granted right and you know they'll fail and don't comprehend that they're failing you know it's mm-hmm. not really a failure for them because you know they could they go make home up for it and just yeah they don't have to go to school right they're, and they have that mindset and I think like a lot of people who are well off you know they have the pressure to continue to be well off and you know when they fail it's like the worst thing in the world Mm -hmm. I love failing I really do because it's like if you sit there and just keep succeeding you're not learning anything or successful in whatever meaning you see it as absolutely yeah I don't know yeah I totally get that um like me and Nico were talking about how um every bad thing that happens in in your life and usually hopefully like there's always um a good that comes out of it and yeah. like for those people you know again not shading anyone but like for those people who are always given these things and um okay like you can brag all you want about all these accomplishments you say um but what are some stories that people can actually connect with like because when you're out in this world i feel like well unfortunately like mainstream or like really rich people uh easily connect or not connect but really real people in but i think there's a difference between connection like real connection and just like reeling people in you know and um all these people with this this money and like you know everything being handed to them what are other stories you can use to really promote yourself because people are going to be like okay yeah okay you have that money and like Mm -hmm. you're well off but what else you know there has to be something else 
within you that you can share that everyone i mean the main goal is to really if you're with your art like it should be to the whole you know human race you know what i mean yeah it shouldn't single out like one group of people right you're people with creative abilities have this gift to express whatever they want to a huge platform like an audience does doesn't have to be one group of people it can be the entire world Mm -hmm. obviously nobody can reach the entire world but (laughs) you know what i mean like a, a concept that applies to everyone that everybody can appreciate and that's kind of what we have to think about in school they always make us why is this relevant why do we care like Mm. they always ask why and you really have to understand like on a marketing perspective you know why are you relevant in the (laughs) and it's really yeah my mom thinks I'm relevant (laughs) yeah right (laughs) I don't know yeah but it's really hard like it's it's not easy to be an adult and you're gonna get asked these tough questions especially going into the fields that you love and you're Mm -hmm. like oh wow I'm sitting here reading about these musicians or artists or you know and you don't realize how much they have to work in order to get where they have to be and to keep that platform yeah so it's like it all depends like what are you gonna do with it yeah you have it yeah yeah exactly and I think that's a good segue it's like with your art and what you're doing right now what do you want to do like do you want to offer it to the people um, around you your community or like what do you do and what what do you what is your main goal with your art you know honestly I keep making goals and it keeps changing Mm -hmm. when I grow so at this point I just want to see where it takes me Mm mm-hmm because I find if you make a concrete plan, it's like, you know, being set on that first idea. It's not going to be the same at the end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always said I want to work for coach. And both of my teachers I have right now, they're like, you are so much more than coach. And that mm-hmm. is an idea that I can't even comprehend. Like, I was like, no. <laughs> what <laughs> okay, are you talking so about? <laughs> why am I not working for coach if right. I'm so much better than coach? Right. <laughs> like... It's just this, I don't know what my goal is. I think just to be happy with whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And just to be fulfilled and to have a good platform where I can express myself and be fully who I am without holding back and Mm -hmm. having toxic people in my life. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I get that. It's definitely good to be in the moment Um, because sometimes we're always worried about the future and we can worry all we want but like we literally don't know if tomorrow will come so I feel like that mindset of just taking in what's happening now and just appreciating appreciating what you've accomplished um oh yeah that's one thing I want to talk like what are you most proud of throughout these years of doing your art oh my god (laughs) um I would say I'd say definitely my passion Mm -hmm. I think like I've really learned to balance everything in my life I before was like I can't have friends I can't go out I can't have a boyfriend (laughs) poor me yeah and this year I realized you know I've surrounded myself with positive people and I've used that to my advantage Mm -hmm. and 
I've been more motivated than I've ever been in my entire life. So I think that's what I'm most proud of is really weeding out the people who don't, I don't want to say, this isn't a negative way, you know, Mm -hmm. but weeding out the people who don't have a positive influence on me. Right. It's just, I'm not compatible with everyone, that's life. But I think that's what I'm most proud of. I've stood up for myself. I've become, you know, more outspoken. And I've just come to realize, like, you know, I am just as talented as everybody else. I got into Parsons just like everybody else. And, you know, they were given different things. But you know what? I was given resources, too. So I'm going to just be me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have everything I can have. And that's just all we can hope for, like, being thankful for what you already have been given. Yeah, totally. And where do you envision yourself five years from now or would like Mm. to see yourself as? Realistically or unrealistically, doesn't matter. I think (laughs) I would love to live definitely in Manhattan. Mm. I would love to be in New York or Brooklyn, like, and I definitely see myself, you know, going to London California. Um, I love the idea of traveling. My wallet doesn't love it. It's, you know, eventually I would see myself just seeing the world while doing what I love, Mm -hmm. whatever that might be. And and for my, for our artists out there, all our listeners, um, what is some advice that you can give them? Um, Any type of advice, really. And just, let's focus it on when it comes to like passion and just keep you know having the drive to keep going because it definitely is it's definitely like a war zone yeah. start <laughs> oh my God. i think don't compare yourself to others right. if you truly love doing art do it right nobody is stopping you you are just as talented as everybody else and also you know don't get caught up in about if you really really want to do this or are they superficial reasons why you want to do it and if you do truly want to what are the lengths you are willing to go to because there's no point in working towards it for a year or two years three years and giving up so really validate your feelings before you go too far in yeah so But, dude, we, like, hit basically an hour of just talking, and um, I was inspired myself, and I really, really wish you the best with your art, seriously. Thank you. I'll continue <laughs> to size her. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you guys should definitely uh, follow her, I guess. Well, how can, like, they be connected with your art? Um, my Instagram, I okay. guess. Yes. yes. Where I'm most... Should I say it? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> it's at Avec Amor Anna. Yes, there you go. It's French. Yes, French. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- thank you guys for listening, and hopefully we inspired you to keep going with your art or whatever you're doing right now. And always ask the question, literally in everything that you do, why? Like, why are you doing what you do? Why are you with this person? Why are you pursuing the passion that you're doing? And um, having that question every day 
is actually challenging because a lot of people surprisingly like sadly like some people can't answer off the bat and that's okay um but that's what we should work on every single day but yeah that's it thank you guys for listening i'll catch you guys next week bye